I'm out of here. Okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> all right. See, I'm going to do the intro. I just said that. And I just ruined it because I didn't just do the intro because oh I'm God. too lazy to do the intro separately. And so, <laughs> uh, um, hello and welcome to Everyone is Everything. Um, I don't know which number this is. I have my phone with me. I could probably figure it out. I think it'll be 32, episode Whoa. 32. So, um, and the the voice you hear, which you can already tell because you clicked the link with the name on it. So I don't think that matters is uh, the grand return of Deeds Gorman and uh, who is our, our uh, or my, at least my, what would I call it? Uh, your best friend forever. My that, but I I thought it. I put it on my notes because I was like, I think you're. I think we're our. Uh, what is it? What did I put? I lost my notes again. <laughs> um, they're in the trash with your shoes. They're in the trash with art with my shoes for sure. Oh yeah, you're my emotional support metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love that. Yeah. Um. But either way, also you do uh the. Let's make sure I get it all right. White Witch Alchemy and yes. um, all the cool stuff we talked about last time. So if you don't already know, you should listen to that one because that one we do a deep dive into all the cool things that you do. Um, but today is different. It's different in one way, but it's not different in another way because we started this with like just tons of anxiety and trying to figure out how we could make this work. So it's very similar to last time in that sense this is par for the course for me because as we discussed last time i am a very chaotic person chaotic mm -hmm. good i want to just make that alignment very clear mm -hmm. i actually don't think that i have ever been prepared for anything in my entire life ever never once See, have i said oh i'm prepared for this no it's, it's never happened I would probably say in, in many cases, I'm the opposite. Like I'm overly prepared um, and stuff goes wrong still. Like of last course. time it was last time it was me. It was like the mic that I didn't have. And then I had to go get it. And then I had to figure out how, uh, what was it like the something the ghost, something oh, the, switch, go the ghost switch yeah. or the yeah, ghost power. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. I had to figure that out. So last time it was, it was entirely me, even though I was prepared, it just fell apart and that happens sometimes, yeah. but we, uh, yeah, we felt the chaos again today and, um, but here we are and it's working. So welcome you and welcome listeners and welcome to what is going to be a different episode because we're going to talk about our experience at Prague power, Prague uh power USA. Hot diggity dog. Right. And we have to first explain what Prague Power is, because um, aside from the people that go or the people that I talk to endlessly about it, um, they probably don't know. So Prague Power is a progressive and power metal music festival in the United States. It has been running for, I think this was the 22nd. 20... 20... yeah right. right and it's you know it brings in progressive and power metal bands and bands of that ilk some some bands that just kind of circle around those genres power metal being um super up oh my god i'm losing you and 
Wait, sound wise? Yeah, you literally just stopped. Why don't you just say all that again? We'll, well cut you know, that it's... part. Well, let we'll have to. Can you hear me now? Yeah. You like okay. literally the screen just froze. Well, you know what's funny about that is it and Lauren, our our other prog power friend who edits these, can figure this out and make this work. Or she can just make it you leave it in and make it sound crazy. But what's funny about when you said I just lost you was when I started talking about power metal. And I just assumed you were like, oh, I don't want to talk about power metal. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I, that assu- I assumed you were like, okay, yeah, we're I'm done here if we're gonna yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So power metal being the 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 cheesy um dragon slaying uplifting style of power or metal and then prog metal being hard to describe but it's complicated um, okay it's chaos you understand oftentimes very (laughs) um complex musically and emotionally many times and so Mm -hmm. it's got uh, it's got a lot of layers and a lot of different avenues but just so you know that's where we just hung out um extensively for four days a week and a half ago yeah, this is the first time because we met at last year's Prague Power, mm-hmm. but we didn't really hang out. We just had a few handfuls of conversations and then talked for a year plus yeah. and yeah. then did a podcast. And now we got to hang out for like four days straight. So <laughs> while while we were there, I was like, we should do a Prague Power recap. Hell yeah. Um, and that meaning for us, not going through band by band and talking about that. We're going to talk about how we felt. We're going to talk about our anxiety. We're going to talk about um, just tie it into being a regular human being um, and how that uh, kind of manifests in the real world. Um, All the all the fun stuff we talk about, about, you know, awareness and and just these these types of topics. Now we're going to kind of talk about how they feel in the real world, you know, with two chaotic or overly planned anxious people um so with that being said and i have a bunch of stuff i I wanted to talk about but is there anything right off the bat that you're like i want to i want to talk about this (laughs) well i already took a sneak preview peeky peek at your list right so i already know a little bit about what we're going to talk about Right. And what I want to talk about is last on your list, probably. Oh, but... you, oh wait, wait, hold on. The, the <laughs> list is in no order. Do you want to just, oh, cover, okay. You just want to cover Vola real quick? Is that what you want to talk about? No, I feel like oh, it's what was too the last? soon. Oh, okay. We won't talk about them. That's, too that's, a, that's a teaser. It's a teaser. Okay. That's fair right. enough. We'll talk um, about Vola so later. We can talk about Vola later. I do um, want to say though, it was so nice to hang out with you for four days straight. Dude, I think we had was, a great time. <laughs> I think we did too. And you know, my my friend Lauren, who I don't even know if she'll listen to this much of it, she, but if she does, I was kind of devastated when she wasn't coming because she's like my prog power, like buddy. Um, and oh my I was, god! Like, I was, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. My cat just fell off the table. Oh. So I'll talk for a minute while she Wait. fixes her cat. I think I don't. I think cats today? are allowed to fall off tables. I think they're good at it. I think that's like one of the things that you buy a cat for, for their falling abilities. Um, Why don't you just stay on the floor? 
I think she's reprimanding the cat, but I don't think the cat understands regular words. I think they just squeak mostly or meow. So I don't know anything about what you just said, so we'll find out later, I guess. Yeah, you can listen to the podcast and find out that I just explained how cats work. How cats work? My cat that doesn't land on her feet? Mm, Right. Yeah. She literally like slipped off the table and went out on her back because she's clumsy and she does that shit. Now her pride is wounded. She's got a bit of the chaos that you have. Oh, God. She's all chaos. That's good. That's good. Well, we we can we we don't have to talk about cats. Um, I mean, I know you could, but so yeah, it, <laughs> we don't even it was need all... to. We could cut that whole part out if you wanted to. No, I think we have to leave it because you can hear you in the background talking to your cat while I try to you like keep the podcast going. So it's a oh, it's a mess. God. This whole thing has been a mess so far, and I think if you're still listening, then um, good for you, man. Or you know. You'll find some, we'll talk about some cool bands. So it'll pay off if you, if you get a pen out and write some of the bands down that we talk about. Um, you won't but yeah, be it was sorry. Awesome. Right. And it was an awesome experience. And I was worried because Lauren wasn't there, but I ended up like having an awesome time and, and in, in a new way, it felt different, you know, and it was super cool because I've been going for 18 years. Right. I mean, I, I missed a couple in there, but I've been going since I was 20 years old and I'm 38, you know, like this is, an established thing for me and it's always a little bit different but this time was very different because we uh we brought some of that everyone is everything vibe all into our experience like we weren't hiding away from the things we were feeling and thinking and the anxieties and stuff in real time which i think was super cool yeah um so i i think since it is a a a metal festival um we can start by at least because we're only going to talk about a couple bands. We'll start with, you know, and if you want side note, if you want to get like a rundown of the whole bands and all the whole festival, if you clicked on this because you saw Prague Power and you're like, I want a Prague Power review. <laughs> uh, there, There's a, I listened to the Metal Exchange podcast. Those guys did like a oh, whole yeah. review. You can listen to them. They know their stuff. They've been going longer than me. And this is not that. So I'm sorry. But one I'm thing. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm always sorry. I'm sorry. Anything that happened to anybody today that was upsetting, I'm sorry. I personally want to apologize for whatever happened to you because I <laughs> I feel bad about it. I didn't mean I didn't mean to let it happen. So, anyway, uh we I just want to talk about Cynic for a minute. Um yes. because um I don't think they got the love that they deserved at that festival. Oh. Um, me neither and I think that they might be beyond Prague you know I think they might be more than that I think uh their 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 depth is almost unrivaled in my opinion um mm-hmm. and I I don't mean that in the way that there are there aren't other deep bands because we're going to talk about that Pegula's horse but I think cynic is just it's kind of another level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just, we had a moment at Cynic in particular that I'd like yeah. to talk about. And I don't know if you remember it exactly. I do. Um, but there was a point 
later in the show, I think they only had four songs left where they did like a mini little encore thing where they stepped off stage for a second. And um, this tour was partially to honor two of their members that have passed away. So at the end of the the first chunk of the show, the the singer made some comment about that and then said, you know, take a breath and for a moment comprehend your mortality and we'll be back. And he left the stage, which is was one way to start a best metal festival, right? I mean. So I don't remember it word for word, but I remember like being in total, like I, I was in the moment as soon as he said that. And I was like, well, I do that all the time. Like it like helps me put a good perspective on my day. If I think about, oh, this could be over soon, you know? Um, but you, however, did not feel it that way. <laughs> you, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of what, like, don't bring up my existential dread. As it was, don't let the existential dread sink in. Right, right. Yeah, okay, thank you. Because I've been trying to remember exactly what you said. And <laughs> I remember in the moment- Or maybe it was let the existential dread sink in. I don't know, but it seemed like I, I maybe I, I don't remember. And it could have been either. But um, either way, you brought up the dread, the dread of your mortality, mm. um, which is something that I don't know if a lot of the people in the crowd took seriously, but we took this very seriously in the moment. And yeah. I remember looking at you and this was the first night. So this is the first time we really hung out. Mm-hmm. And we're watching Cynic. They did their their a big chunk of their set. He brought he brings up contemplate your mortality. You bring up existential dread, and I remember, you know, leaning over to you and being like, "Well, it's it's not dread. It feels like dread, but it isn't dread." And uh, you're like, "Well, what was it or what is it?" And uh, and I said, "Well, it's it's freedom, meaning that it's the thing like like when you release." all the things that you think you have to be it feels scary but it's actually freeing and um and then i i remember just saying you are good there's nothing you need to fix and you are free right and i don't even know it didn't feel like i was saying it there was a part of me as it was coming out of my mouth being like what are you doing like and then i feel like both of us just like welled up oh i was crying i was crying like full yeah. on because okay. that I feel <laughs> I'm going to start crying again. I feel like the search for freedom has always been like paramount to my existence mm. entirely. And the the more I do healing work and the more I do my own healing, the more I like hunger for that freedom and I feel like I keep coming up short of it. Mm. And so what probably happened is you got some kind of like guidance download. Mm. So like, it wasn't you saying it, it was being channeled through you because Mm. I needed to hear it. Right. Yeah. It definitely felt that way. Like it felt as if I was saying it, but I wasn't, 
coming up with it and then it landed so hard on you that like then i started to well up and i was like oh man what was that and like i immediately wanted to share it like i wanted to be like i need more people need to know that like with that Mm -hmm. little bit of information and it's it is kind of contradictory because it feels like like you just said i'm coming up short even though in reality the thing that is freeing is the recognition that you aren't coming up short and there's nothing to strive for in a sense like there is and we can do things that make us recognize that this is why spiritual work is work um but at the same time like the thing that you're looking for exists already in you happening right now and there's not really as much to do to find it as i think um we oftentimes think there is and what i love about and i was just going to give credit to cynic because without that music and without his you know his just saying that uh that wouldn't have come up so that was one moment that i was like oh we're in for a week and like (laughs) (laughs) like, i don't i don't know if anyone else here is doing this um and maybe they were someone had to have been in that in that room and thought but um so i don't mean to to assume um but i feel like i always cry the most Mm -hmm. oh just in general just in general Mm. and i especially i don't know what it is but like that festival in particular i always cry and for Mm. some reason i always have this big i guess i want to call it a meltdown Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's always the first night like just breaking me open right in some way and I don't I don't really get it because like I initially went to this festival because I was like oh I'm gonna see some really good bands but for some Mm -hmm. reason this one in particular is like extraordinarily healing and I don't understand why because Um, it's like it's not where all my friends go it's mm -hmm. not necessarily I don't love the whole lineup usually it's like a handful of bands that I really really love and then the rest, I I just fuck off for the whole time, right? Right, yeah. But something about this is just, I always have these experiences of just like breaking open and breaking down and just, I always get something huge out of it. Right. Um, well, it's good to hear that actually, because I, I'm, I'm opposite of you in one sense in that this festival essentially like molded my taste in many ways over the years, like- I would, like I said, I was 20 and I found it. And then like, I love a ton of the bands typically that, that play And statistically speaking, percentage wise, I love the bands, the typical prog power bands. But, um, I've, I remember when I first started kind of getting into any kind of, um, you know, looking retrospectively at my life or introspectively at my current emotional standing anything like that any of this work so to speak i remember i had taken two years off of prog powers the only two years that i didn't go since i found it and uh i came back and circus maximus played who had also played Mm -hmm. the first year that i played and they're also playing next year and i remember they played a song called reach within and it was the first time i like cried in public like ever and i was just like oh no and then since that every year somebody like and it's it's not always who i think it's gonna be 
Like I like I told you, Battle Beast did it this year. I don't yeah. know how that happened. I was and I will we'll kind of t- I have that on my notes, but like Battle Beast did it. Like, um, but I think it was just because it there is there is a I don't know, for me, there's a sense of home to that that festival. Um, and there's a sense of um I mean, I think metal in general is very um, especially festivals are very um there's a lot of camaraderie and there's a lot of like excitement and there's a lot of just people being like in that space of, of, of their authentic, like passionate selves. And I think that energy kind of rubs off, but I can't totally explain it, but I, I fully agree with you. Um, even though I'm crying to cheesier bands than you some of the times. Um, but yeah, we both cried during cynic cynic for sure um i mean i was fully but, expecting that but just yeah, not I didn't... in that way i thought that the band would make me cry not you <laughs> right, right right yeah I, that was unexpected for me too but um it was yeah that was really special it was a really special set and i just think that those guys are so good and even if you're not a metalhead uh so to speak you can the singer has some has three EPs, acoustic EPs, uh, just under Masvidal. Um, I don't know if you've listened to those. Have you listened to those? Uh-uh. Oh, goodness gracious. You're, I know. Next time you want to cry. I mean, those are, it's like cynic, but just, it's not. It's like Paul in his most vulnerable. Yeah, that's and it's, beautiful. It's good. And it's, uh, point being is if you're, if you're curious about what we're saying, but you don't like metal, those ones are absolutely amazing all of them um so good lyrics are so good um and they'll they'll cut to a a core of being human i think um that not a lot of bands do so i had to give that i had to give some some love to cynic because i i think they didn't get it get it as much as i was hoping they would from the crowd yeah i feel like there were not nearly enough people in Mm, there for that set Right. If they would have played, considering how special it was. Right. If they would have played Friday with a full house, I think it would have been totally different. Um, For sure. And I, I feel like also you so rarely get a chance to see them live. So like, why would Mm -hmm. you not take that? Right. I think 2008 was the last time I saw them because they didn't. I didn't get to see them on Kindly Bent to Free Us, but I saw them twice on Traced in Air. So, Mm. um, but yeah, they are awesome. And that was a, a a moment that kind of triggered this wanting to do this little frog power review. Just where did we cry? Um, <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to give you the option now. We're going to take it. We're going to take it to a different part of it. We either can talk about Caligula's horse, or we can take a. We can go and talk about popsicles. Oh my god, the popsicles! Well, we're going to talk about both. That's kind of chronological order. I think Caligula's horse should be saved for close to the end too, because that was really big for me. Okay. 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 So popsicles, this should be pretty quick. Well, first of all, you were like raving about these popsicles. You had to find (laughs) these popsicles, right? Okay. So in Atlanta, let me preface this. Uh In Atlanta, there is a gourmet, a gourmet popsicle stand called King of Pops. It's friggin' awesome. (laughs) And they're the best thing because if you've never been to Atlanta, it is hot. Mm. So why would you not want a popsicle? They're delightful. They make everything better. They'll cool you down. 
Um, but I was really excited about this and I'm looking at the park that we're going to and all the popsicle stands are closed until the weekend. And I was just, I wasn't let down, but like, I was kind of excited about it, but I redirected. We ended up going to the botanical gardens instead. And lo and behold, inside there's a snack cart and they are selling the, the King of Pops popsicles. And I got so excited. Mm-hmm. I went running over and I was right. like, let me buy you a popsicle. Do you want right. one? Right. What and, flavor? Yeah. And, and and that might sound like a story not worth telling. Two friends were at a, <laughs> a botanical garden or three friends nick was there too um and you said do you want a popsicle and i panicked <laughs> like panic. i you I, shut and I, down in, internally i just i don't know what happens and it happens sometimes and i just internally i didn't know what to answer and the lady was looking at us and i didn't know like I didn't know. I just, I can't even explain it, but I couldn't tell you what I wanted in that moment. I have no idea what I wanted. I think maybe I should have, I could have got one and I don't know. And I just, I didn't know what to say. And I didn't, I did definitely didn't want the orange one or whatever you got or whatever it was. The, it was whatever raspberry was it? lime. Ran? Okay. Whatever. And I, it I was amazing. Okay. I, I definitely didn't want that. And there was a chocolate one. I was like, I probably want the chocolate one, but now I've gone too far. Now I've, I've, I've been silent too long. So now it's, it's all too much. And so I got very overwhelmed very mm. quickly. And what was cool about it um, is that in the past, that would have messed up the rest of my time there. I would have been embarrassed. I would have been horribly embarrassed. And a lot of times people don't, you probably noticed, but most people wouldn't have noticed. They'd be like, okay. Cause I'd been like, no, I'm good. Cause I didn't, that's how it came out that my panic was just like, no, I'm good. I don't know. No, I don't No, I'm, I'm fine. You know, it's kind of like that. Maybe a little bit more obvious, but mostly, mostly, I don't think Nick noticed like Nick was just like, yeah, give me a popsicle. And yeah, he, was just, <laughs> he knows he what he just wants. Nick is my hero, by the way, in that sense. Uh, but he's always just like, give me, yeah, give, give me. me the thing. Whatever you got, give me. Yeah, I'll take it. I want, I want the thing. Like if he wants it, he'll, he'll. I mean, he's not rude by any means. No, but he's he's clear about what he wants. I really respect that. Oh, big time, majorly, majorly. Um, but uh, I am not that guy, and many times mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to recognize even what I want. And then especially if someone else is asking to get it for me, then I'm like even more panicking. And then there's a stranger involved because we're already in the, we didn't, we didn't talk about it beforehand. Hey, do you want one? I'll get it. What kind do you want? It was like, I literally just went like running to the car. Right. And then I was just like (laughs) standing there and I'm hot and I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to, like, I really, I think I knew I wanted a water, but at that point I wouldn't have even said that, like, which I didn't. Like I, I, I did because I asked if you yeah, wanted water too. Yeah, and I did want water. I was very thirsty. I know <laughs> that's I, why I gave you some of mine. Yeah, but I was at that point I couldn't have said that. Yeah. But the cool thing about that, and this is why I think all of this kind, these kind of open conversations about how we feel, yeah, um, are important, is because that usually in the past would have ruined my day. Yeah. It would have I would have been embarrassed the rest of the day. I would have been angry. So what would happen is I would have froze. I would have gotten embarrassed and then I got angry and then I would have been like mad at myself and the whole thing. And then I, it just would have been, it would have probably lasted four or five hours easy. Yeah. But what was awesome about this kind of stuff is it, it, 
it, that window of time in which the emotions were in control was so short. So even during my panic, there was another voice in there that was like, Hey, you don't have to get one right now. And if yeah. you'd like to get one after this, you can get one later. You can and walk like, like it that's was good. It, Cause I think I actually said that to you after, after, right. Right. And, but I had already started the dialogue in my head that was mm -hmm. like, dude, you're good. You don't have to say anything right now. If you want one, you can get back up and get one. Yeah. No one, like we're good. Like basically a, you're safe. You're fine. Yeah. And, um, there was a time where I would never have said that I would have just been embarrassed, angry. And then I might've even projected it outward and been like, mm. I hate popsicles. I like ice cream or something. I would have just been like angry at something. Yeah. And, um, the window of time in which I was emotionally, uh, like I was under the control of my emotions and not to say the emotions are bad, but I don't know if they always need the driver's seat, especially those ones. Sure. Um, and so because those ones are are just like the the reaction of the anxiety right, right. those ones should not be in the driver's seat because you can't really trust right. them right and uh the cool thing about it and i'm glad you said reaction because i was having a reaction but i was also responding to that reaction in real uh -huh. time yeah and that's like that's that's amazing that's, for me that's like you know as a person who grew up like very scared and very anxious and still can get that way like to have that happen in real time now i was with my friends and i was in a safe place so but even so that that counts for something yeah. um so and actually there's another example which we'll get to about how this stuff works for general anxiety and like social <laughs> anxiety and just fear um but we'll talk about that shortly but yeah so that's the popsicle thing so mm -hmm. um you got your popsicle. I got to practice my awareness and ability to respond to my own emotional reactions, especially my, I don't want to say irrational, but kind of irrational. Like, I don't want to I say mean, there's nothing rational about emotions. Right. right. And I don't want to say it in a negative way. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's irrational. Like, you need to be rational all the time. No, it's okay. A, a feeling came up and yeah. whatever. And, and you, you know, in real time, chose your response to that emotion. Right. Which, I mean, good on you because I can't do that usually. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I my feelings, and I'm like, we're doing this now. <laughs> yeah, I I can't always do it, um, and you know, it's it was just pretty cool because that was probably one of yeah. the one of the times that I can recall being in the moment, and being like, oh, that window is like thirty seconds. That used to be a full day, you know, right. like that would have messed me up for a long time. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And I think that uh, there was a couple of times throughout this weekend, this last, or the Prague power week, I guess that I recognized, oh, this, this kind of stuff actually works like this mm. kind of awareness, adding some awareness to your inner landscape, internal landscape, if we want to hey. reference anathema, uh, that, Always. <laughs> that, yeah, um, then that it actually works. So, okay. And we can kind of. If you have anything that jumps into your head that's a topic, go for it. Because we don't have my <laughs> list was just my list was just anytime I thought of something, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I want to talk about this. So that was just like yeah. what was happening through the week. Um it's comprehensive. Right, right. So the popsicle, we can jump. Do we want to jump to are do you like going in a in a chronological order? Kind of. I think it's gonna help me to mm. organize everything that happens. 
Interesting. Okay. So that means that we have to talk about, we have to talk about the other proof that meditation works after we talk about Caligula's horse. Cause that was at the after party. Uh-huh. Do you, my, my leaving the planet moment. Yeah. Um, I want to talk I think about that. Should that. Be... But, uh, well, what at the end? I guess. No, at the end, well, the end is going to be just talking about winger for 30 minutes. Oh yeah. So I'll talk so about winger. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm upset that we're in 32 episodes and we haven't talked about winger yet. That bums me out. <laughs> Um, look no further right so hmm in that case i think we have to we i think we should just talk about vola i think we should always talk about vola forever i think we should talk about vola because i do you want to do you want to talk about vola yeah i really do i will let me let me let me start this let me kick this off okay vola sick amazing beautiful prog band super melodic the catchiest hooks you've ever heard in your life just incredible the first time i heard them i think was like 2018 2019ish right before i think it was right before applause of a distant crowd came out man i had never heard anything like that in my entire life and i i don't know what they're doing so differently but it is really really magnetic and So I knew it was going to be good. It was one of the bands I was most excited to see. And they just come out onto stage looking like an Ikea commercial and just this enormous, enormous bubble of sound. Like, man, I can't describe it. It was the only word that came to mind. The whole set was breathtaking. It was Mm -hmm. breathtaking. It was so beautiful and so good and so huge and just I felt completely absorbed by the sound just right. completely like I was also part of the music like right oh man yeah Amazing. that is <laughs> perfect perfectly said and I will say uh to tag on to that uh yeah there there was a full immersion um, yeah. in that thing but between the lights and the sound and their yeah. stage presence um and it was it was just un- here's the thing every year at Prague power like i said i've been going a long time and every year there's like one undeniable band yes there's one band that just destroys and oh, yeah. uh what was cool about this year is there was a lot of bands that were that in the past mm-hmm. um mirath was one uh caligula's horse was one first time they came um uh, unleash the archers did it last time they came just like came out owned everyone yeah. um and fola i would argue was not only this year's but one of the kind of sets you only see every few years yeah like, it was like i don't like that was a special set yeah. um it's hard to describe their music you almost have to listen to it because it has like these it's super heavy when it needs to be it's super yep. melodic when it needs to be yeah um i i actually i don't remember how i found them i think i was like i was just on like a cd ordering like website when in mazes came out and i mm-hmm. listened to them then and i remember being like is this you know it had at that 
time like a kind of gent vibe in the sure. guitars and i was like wait am i supposed to hate this and then the vocals came and the choruses came and i was like oh my god like this is something else like yeah. all of a sudden they have this like sweet melodic sense of like a sad aha song mm-hmm. you know yeah. mixed with <laughs> mixed with That's like good. just uber heavy because first of all if you don't know the non-take on me aha stuff there's like a lot of somber beautiful songs and uh there's just like a sense of melody that i think um is is rare and it's different that's the cool thing about them it doesn't sound because you said the catchiest hooks you've ever heard well I was, as you said, that I was like on a show where Battle Beast, Camelot, Beast in Black, and we're talking <laughs> just straight up like hook, hook, hooks. But those are hooks in a kind of a traditional sense, like sure. that we've heard before. Vola right. has stuff I, I just haven't heard before. And it yeah. felt very meaningful. There's something very like intentional about their music. Yes. And um, you I can would tell put that the they're same... writing pain. Right. And I could I could put that same intentional word on Cynic and Killing of the Source, those three bands in particular at this festival and Green Carnation, you could to a little bit of a different sure. degree. But those three in particular for me. Um and Vola was unbelievable. They were the they were the performance of the weekend for sure. Like 100%. I don't I, I don't think it's arguable Vola was the band to have seen. That was um, honestly, I think in maybe my top five or 10 sets I've ever seen in my life. Holy ever. moly. I know. Wow. That's like, wow. that. that's saying something because I've seen a lot yeah. of bands. I've been to a lot of festivals. Yeah. I've seen a lot of super unforgettable moments. Also, yeah. Devin Townsend exists. Right. But yeah. that that's was fair. honestly, everything about it was perfect. And, you know what? And I'm the gonna immersion. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm gonna. Devin Townsend exists. Yeah. And I saw Devin Townsend do Ocean Machine in Barcelona at B Prague, my friend. And Vola was better. Wow. I'm just gonna. That's my opinion. That's amazing. I, yeah. I. I just. They were. They were just hungry and perfect. Yeah. And they mix so many elements that, like, in in a lot of ways, I think a lot of Prague bands, Prague people would have like scoffed at, sure. you know, um, there's the song with some rapping in it, you know, there's a uh, spoken word, like it's rapping. <laughs> it's straight up Ozfest 99. I don't care Stop what it. you said. <laughs> I don't care. They got spine shank <laughs> guitar tones. And like, this is, this is what it is. But, um, yeah, I didn't think they would do that song. And the cool thing, like, do you, I, I'm so bad with Vola song names. Certain bands, I'm good with song names. They're um, them, I'm not. Um, what song do they open with? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. It was the one, but it's just like starts with vocals. Like he yeah. just, he came out and they didn't hit heavy. He came out and did like an acapella. Hang, hang on, let me go get the set list. Oh, you have I the have actual set list. Oh, the picture. Yeah, oh, Nick has the set list. Yes. I should talk about while she's gone again. Um, how good Nick is our friend Nick who runs damnation magazine uh is at getting set list he's like he's the king of it so he got too many set lists over the weekend so I think she has a picture of the Vola one I was I was just I was just telling our friends how good Nick is at getting set lists 
Dude, I don't know. He got like a set list from I think every band he watched, I... and at least a pick or a drumstick. Like, right, right. He wow, is tall. What a fanboy. Yeah, he's tall and he's handsome. I, maybe that's it. I don't know, yeah. but I'd give that's, him a set list. It's an Italian thing. It's the Italian in him. It's right? definitely the Italian thing. Trust mm-hmm. me, I know all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let me pull this up. Yeah, because you got. It was Vertigo. Okay, yeah, Vertigo. So it's just, it's a bold move to come out at a metal fest and just sing a cappella without any like, like typically speaking, you have like an intro and then you hit with a big riff and you you get going. You get it. And and Vola didn't need to, and they They knew it. They used us in gently. Right. They knew it, it. yeah. Yeah, and that that's that's a big part of it. So I I recommend Vola. I recommend any of the albums. I think I would. I don't even know. I think you could just dabble. I don't even say like they, in in any of their stuff. And I think watching their live stuff online is cool too. They have some pro yeah. shot stuff that's that's really cool. They're just they're just so explosive. It's weird because I want to say that they're explosive in a very understated way. I think that's perfectly said. Okay. And yeah. because they're not super understated, but like it's compared to, you know, like a black metal band or a death metal band, mm-hmm. they're just, right. and, right. and, and that, that sort of easing into the set and just, I don't know. And also we need to talk about my very favorite part. One, they got the holy shit chant at the end. I've only seen we, that one other time. Yeah, and that was Caligula's horse right, two years ago. Right. right. <laughs> or mm-hmm. wait, no, that was pre-pandemic. That was 2019. We don't need to know numbers. Wow. But yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's how you know it was good because at the end of the set and right. literally somebody else started it. I was about to mm-hmm. and someone else already started it. And oh, I was like, I well, think... I'm really glad this is happening again because this absolutely deserves it. I also think I know what you're going to, what part you're going to talk about. You know about. exactly what <laughs> And I, 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 I forgot that this happened so go this on this gorgeous man so first of all the vocalist is like the most beautiful man i've ever seen in my life mm. he's got this long blonde hair he looks like he just stepped out of a shampoo commercial he does but for ikea right i mean <laughs> we could debate who's who's the prettiest between him jim from caligula's horse or paul oh from God. cynic but yes i'm voting paul but go ahead continue okay <laughs> And he walks off the stage for a minute, comes back with an acoustic guitar, and he's like, I just found this backstage. And everyone's mm-hmm. yelling like, free bird. Mm-hmm. And I just scream out, Wonderwall. Right. And so he starts playing the opening riff to Wonderwall. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah, was... booing. Right. Everybody was booing. They're like, this song I, sucks. And I was like, yeah. this song's a beggar. Because I freaking love Oasis. <laughs> and I right. was so I, happy. And then I just remember I wa- him saying, this is an awesome song. And I was right. like, finally I someone think, agrees with me. <laughs> first of all, I have zero problem with Oasis. Um, but Good, I will best. say, I well, I wouldn't say the best. You're, con- you're contradicting yourself. Pick between Oasis and Bola. Go. Stop it. Stop it right now. Okay. You can't. Yeah. It's okay. apples and oranges. So, yeah. Well, it's apples and yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure you I'm pretty sure you yelled 
this is this song is a banger and you all know it i think that's what you <laughs> <Yeah>. said <laughs> i think you got directly confrontational with the entire crowd i did because i don't care yeah um <laughs> that was pretty cool i i I, for, I i totally forgot about that and i forgot that i don't know if not only have i not seen you that excited but i don't think i've seen like a human being be that excited <laughs> I'm a very excitable person. I think that's good. And uh, <laughs> hearing the first two chords to Wonderwall um, by a beautiful Prague boy is not I something mean, you're going to see very often. So it was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, I think. And then right. I, I met yep. him after and I forgot to mention it. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. I know it was. You got to like I... slide into those DMs. I'm fixing to. Yeah, I don't see it. why don't not. Worry. I do it. I do it all the time. This podcast wouldn't exist if I didn't slide <laughs> in the DMs. And I'm not creepy. I don't think. Hmm. I'm. So, I guess I'm not usually creepy, but I do. Like I'm like in love creepy. with some of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just well, because you know. I mean. You know, sometimes you got to be in love with people. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be in love fine. with everybody. I think that's fine. Um. In most of my so, if I ever DM you about being on the podcast, anybody. Just know there's a 50% chance that I love you. <laughs> the chance is never zero. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you that ever. You got to be... think about it. You're and then it I'm going to, I'm going to message deeds about how you're not responding <laughs> the way I want you to <laughs> and how I'm upset about it. So anyway, we won't, talk... away. Yeah, we won't talk about the couple people that I've been messaging that don't message me the way I like, but <laughs> That's that's it's that's not that for... they don't message back. They're just not doing it the way you like we'll, it. We'll start a Patreon. That's just <laughs> that you can you can see my text to deeds about me complaining about not getting what I want. Like a little this baby. is just a one word response. <laughs> yeah, he they hates me. <laughs> yeah, this person hates my guts. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, yeah. So Vola, I think we covered Vola. I think if I someone's going to, yeah, I think check them out. I think they're they're just amazing, and um, they're also very nice. Yeah, I mean, I didn't talk to I didn't talk to anybody but you, but and whoever bought shirts from me. But <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. Um, I will say that speaking of that, since you're like intensely social, like it's funny because I'm also like a massive introvert. I mean, you're, I would say like award-winning level social. It's I don't I don't. I know you don't feel that. I don't. But get in the it. moment, in the moment, it's like it's like. Uh, I just I enjoy connecting with people, and right. for some reason, people really want to talk to me. And right. so I, I mean, just it's make like, a lot of friends, and then once uh -huh, they're my and, friends, I always want to talk to them. Right, and um, yeah, you you give a lot, and I think that's good. You're willing to give the energy that you have or maybe don't have mm -hmm. to a person that you think is good even then, in a simple yeah. way and, and I after think a that's... festival i go home and sleep for three days yeah and i think that's fine i mean i my uh my my gas tank is a lot smaller than yours um in that sense i get quickly i need well here's the thing this goes back to our chaos versus plans thing because ah. you're you're literally diving in and just walking around running around and people are grabbing you and saying hey and you're saying hey you're just like there's patrick and there's patrick and there's patrick or whatever everybody's uh, named patrick <laughs> yeah so there's that and then i 
was never social at Prague Power until um, I started helping Merch Booth. Um, I started helping Rob and he was, you know, let me do that. And it's changed the game for me because now I have a reason to be social. I have an agreed upon point at which you mm-hmm. can come up and talk to me about bands, about whatever. And it's always about the music. It's not about anything else. It's typically just they come up, they talk about, you know, whatever CDs or shirts, they're cool bands. And I love that because I've, I've worked at a record store for a long time. I want to talk about the music and I like mm-hmm. that social aspect. I just don't like it from out behind the table as much. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not it's that like, I don't it's like, like your it, security, but like I can't, it. I can't start it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just stand there until someone talk. If you come talk to me, I'm more than ready to talk, yeah. but I don't, I can't start it outside of there, but that gave, gives me a space to be social and connect with people who have, you know, similar interests, at least musically. And uh, maybe sometimes find people who have similar interests beyond that, which is how we met, you know? So I think um, it's interesting to see how both of us socialize and um, you know, we, you kind of have to know your version of it, know Mm -hmm. where it's like. And I've realized that my version is behind that table where I can talk. And I, like I said, I love it. And I'm so glad that, um, I've gotten that opportunity to to help back there. It's very cool, um, but it's it's a whole different thing. I couldn't do what you do. I don't know how you do that. I honestly don't know how I do it either. I think mm-hmm. I think part of it is conditioning. Like I had, I've always worked jobs where I had to be social, mm-hmm. and it's exhausting, right. exhausting, and it's. I don't know why I've only done that sort of work for so long, but like hmm. I learned how, I don't want to say I learned how to fake it, but I learned how to keep the conversation going. Right. And I also, even as a kid, I I like entertaining people. Like I love making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's a part of me, and this could also just be a trauma response too, where mm-hmm. like, I feel like I have to entertain people. And right. so I have to keep going. I have to keep talking. I have to right. keep joking. Like I have to just keep going because keep I want to make sure happy that, all the time. Exactly. I want to make uh-huh. sure everybody else is having as good a time as I am. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, I have a good time too, because I, I'm hilarious. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was the first thing I noticed about you, or one of the first was, is that you're funny and that I like that. But that's so I, I, I can speak to that experience very directly. Where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's cool, and I think we're friends. And yeah. then, uh, and but I, and I don't think you. I, I think it's genuine. I mean, I've, I saw you connect with people, and it was hundred percent genuine. And mm-hmm. here's to, here's we can speak to that. So if anyone's listening to this because they see you and they see Prague Power and they're like, that's my thing, <laughs> and they're like, I wonder if Deeds is exhausted and doesn't actually want to talk to me. Almost, I don't. I can't think of a single time someone came up to you and talked to you that afterward you weren't like, that dude's the best. And you weren't ever like you were almost. I can't think of a time you're like he's all right. You were always like. Anyone you gave the time to, you were like, that person's a great person. Like you were, you were, you weren't, there was no fake. There was very authentic. So, um, just I couldn't fake it if I tried. Okay. Interesting. I can't wait to see someone you don't like. Uh, so you actually did, but you didn't realize it because I just straight up ignore them. Oh, interesting. They, they look at me and then I just walk away. 
Wow. That's, that's how okay. I am with people I don't like. I just don't give them any attention. Okay. So and it makes this them feel really bad because I'm talking to everybody mm -hmm. else and having fun. Right. And I, you know, right. maybe that's me snubbing them and maybe that's kind of rude, but I also just don't feel like they're worth my energy. So I just, why? Why do I need to pretend? Well, it is your energy and it is your yours to give out where you feel comfortable. And if somebody has made you not feel comfortable at some point or just not click with, then why would you give that? Now, yeah. on the other hand, I can see someone I really don't like. And if they say hi to me, I'm going to be like, maybe I was being a jerk. Maybe I should give them <laughs> like, I, like I'll immediately, Knock it off. <laughs> like I'll immediately like, okay, I should give them a chance. I shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have, you know, and I'll, I'll immediately be like, give them time if I need to. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't have that part totally down pleaser. yet. Big time, big time. Yeah. So I just stay away because I can't, I don't, I can't please all the people. So I'll just kind of hide and find four people that I like. That's my mm -hmm. max. And yeah. that's, that's what I do. And that's what I did at Frog Power. Um, you had five. Nick, Chris, Rob, you. I guess that is four. Yeah. Now, if, if Tina, Rob's wife would have been there, it would have been five. So I, we could poke holes in my own theory or if Lauren well, would have been there, but me and Lauren, but they were basically Maybe fight the whole time. Yeah. So oh, yeah, uh, you guys, oh, you Lauren, guys get into it. Lauren just physically abuses me like the entire time we hang <laughs> out for the last 25 years. So I don't know if it's been that long, but either way. Um, okay. So I think let's, let's, cause I, here's the problem. There's no problem, but I think we might be to Caligula's horse. Um, I do want to take a quick stop at Battle Beast because I fell in love with Battle Beast. Yeah. I thought they would be good and I was intrigued by her voice and I liked their last album and I thought it was catchy, but I was like, I don't know if they have the power to really <laughs> grab me. Like, I don't know, because they don't have traditional like power metal drumming. They don't have just double bass and like they don't they they don't. And I was like, I think they're running. They're right. They're running on a lighter engine. I don't think I can. I, I was I just didn't think that I was going to love them. And I they were unbelievable. <laughs> they were the equivalent of Vola in the power metal scene. And like not not in the sense that like like we said set of the of years but in terms of who like destroyed i think was battle beast and like i said i cried at battle beast and i realized to you over the latin the the next week that power metal is very uplifting yeah and i was like but why why would i tear up during a power metal show like it doesn't make sense it makes sense during killing of horse or cynic or vola it makes sense during anathema or pain of salvation um it doesn't make sense during battle beast or during uh twilight force or whatever look out twilight force i'm going to cry next year but it's uh <laughs> I was listening to Twilight Force actually that and Battle Beast the, the a few days after Prague Power and I was at work and I started like tearing up. Mm. And I was like, you know what I think it is? And I text you this, I think. And I said, they they talk a lot about this. It's kind of self-help metal, right? It's like okay. talks about like it, it kind of talks about like you have the power in you to like 
overcome and they put it in usually cheesy stories of of knights and medieval fantasy stuff but a lot of times it'll talk about you know the the power within if you can get in touch with your true power which is very like in terms of uh mythology and basic storytelling that's the basic hero's journey thing right like you have to find find the true self and that's what's going to like empower you to overcome your obstacles and your fears Mm -hmm. and that's what these songs are about they're not half of them are tolkien based or whatever like they're not reinventing the wheel but they put it to this music that's super uplifting and super over the top at least the ones i like and there's many different genres but the really i really love a good uplifting power metal band and uh i recognized when I was like welling up to Twilight Forest and like I did during Battle Beast, uh, I was like, oh, there, there's truth in that. Like I, they're helping me recognize that I am like, I have to quote He-Man, I have the power, right? <laughs> like I have the thing, right? Like, exactly. and that, and that like, I, I, just like we talked about for Cynic, except for Cynic was this ethereal, like weird, dmt trip of a band and mm-hmm. and power metal is the fantasy book you know it's the never-ending yeah. story and it's but they're saying the same thing they're right. saying like you have the you are good yeah. you are essentially good at yeah. your basic and fundamental core are good and power metal would say you are powerful you are right. they and they'll empower you with that they'll say no you are the hero you are you have the the burning might of the dragon force or whatever it is and you <laughs> bang your head against the wall and i'm just like i do have the power of the dragon or dragon <laughs> whatever like i the dragon flame you know if we want to quote rhapsody it's it's what it is and i i realized that this week i was like that's what it is that mm-hmm. empowering exactly feeling that uh that i and I, I, I kind of knew that metal was empowering and that's why I liked it, but I put it together with specifically cheesy power metal this week. And I was like, that's why I cry during battle beast or whatever. Yep. Um, exactly. So, and just being home at Prague power, like you said, just yeah. this space, I think that's part of it. Anyway, it's a, that a, was a, it's a good inclusive community to be vulnerable within. Right. And that's right pretty yeah. beautiful. Like I've, I've had some pretty major meltdowns at that festival, mm-hmm. like major and no one ever made me feel bad about it. Right, right. Ever. Just a bunch of nerds. Yep. It's like the nerdiest of the nerds, really. Yep. And they're awesome for that. For um, sure. So have we gotten to Caligula's this horse yet? Um, let me confer your notes. I mean, <laughs> or they're consult not... your notes. If I've skipped anything, sometimes I, I might have chose to skip something. So. Oh, the who cried more? I think we should talk about <laughs> Winger first. You think we should have a winger before yeah, Caligula's horse? Are you acting so. like winger is not better than Caligula's horse? I'll fight you. I'm just joking. I, I love both. I will also fight you. Equally. And I'd say that I definitely cried more. So that's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of wrote that in as a fun, <laughs> like side thing to be like, I, I can't believe that that happened so much. Cause there was another, I will say there was a time and we won't go into the topic because it's it's too personal but there was a time behind the merch booth that you started unraveling some stuff in my psyche and i had i was like you like in my head i was like i gotta stop like i can't do this here because it was about to like go down (laughs) i was like i i cannot i can't be behind the merch booth like 
at that level. Like I would have had to leave. So it kind of, so there was, it's just I'm funny. not sorry that it happened because I knew I was getting yeah. somewhere, but I am yeah. sorry about the setting and we will yeah, revisit I mean, this but another we don't get... time. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so we can we can cover Winger if you want, if you want to try to make Killigan's horse the finale. I feel like um, that's a really good finale for me. Yeah, no, and I have a few different Killigan's horse things I want to talk about. So totally. um, or things related to Killigan's horse. Um so yeah, so next year they they announced the festival's um lineup in its majority the year like this year they'll announce the next year is on this big video and it's like christmas morning and everyone gets to see <laughs> who's coming next year and it's it's what it's almost better than some of the sets like it's one of the most exciting parts of the whole festival it's unbelievable yeah everybody loves it and can you believe i yeah. went like twice i think my first two years i didn't even bother watching the roster video because i didn't realize yeah. it was a thing yeah <laughs> yeah like, i mean i remember fans i don't care I remember back in the day when it was they didn't have a roster video and they would release like two bands every couple weeks on yeah. the website. And I would just go to pragpowerusa.com and hit refresh, 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 <laughs> refresh, refresh until two logos popped up. And then I would just freak out on my own. I remember one time I hit refresh and Pagan's Mind and Primal Fear popped up and I like lost my mind. And, uh, you but lost now your you Pagan's get to lose. Mind. Yeah. And, uh, that's fine. Um, and then, so now you get to do this with, you know, 1200 other people who are obsessed with the festival. Right. And um, it's pretty unreal lineup, I'd say overall. Uh, yeah, there's so much Melodeth. It's going to be a very different feel. But I'm yeah, there's a lot pretty of, stoked. Yeah, I mean, but there's also Prague Power, like Essentials, like Pagan's yeah. Mind yeah. and, um, and Twilight Force. Twilight Force, some um, Circus Maximus, Angra, even though they weren't on the video, but still um, some like essential Prague Power alumni, I would say. Um, but even though Scar Symmetry and Amorphs are also alumni, it's not, you know, it's they're still bring a different vibe to right. the festival. Um, and I will say when Amorphous played last time, it was one of the best sets I've ever seen. They're amazing. Prague Power. They're unreal. Um, yeah. But, and Soen so is definitely going to make me cry again next year right. because so every was, time I see them, like there, there's so much empathy in that group of musicians that you just, mm -hmm. it just like radiates out of them. They're just, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I Soen was amazing last time I saw him there. That was the only time I saw him was at Prague mm -hmm. Power. And I've seen them like, um, now twice on the cruise that Prague power and then i saw them on tour in atlanta actually at that same oh. venue in the upstairs part with oh, oceans wow. of slumber and oceans of slumber jeez uh -oh. i don't know if i told you this oceans of slumber played an acoustic set and covered wow. all is full of love by bjork yeah and i lost that's... it i'm sobbing i mean i let's just put this out there I I do love Soen and I think they're a phenomenal live band and everything right. about them is good. Oceans of Slumber is the best. They're they so are the good. best. They're the best like emotional, sad kind of band metal band sure. going in my opinion right now. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just the best. So I just have best. to since you brought them up, right? Just they're, they're so they're beautiful. The best. 
And then They're them perfect. covering one of my absolute favorite songs mm-hmm. that is like, right. it is, the lyrics are just the ultimate reminder mm-hmm. of how everything is love and everything, mm-hmm. like you're safe and, oh my God, I just. Right. It was yeah, so beautiful. They deserve... And Cammy's voice on that song. Mm. I just can't cope. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's definitely a special moment for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they are unbelievable. Um, so in, I'm sure I probably won't cry at so in because I'll have already I'll cried it. at Cir- Circus Maximus and yeah. Twilight Force. And, yeah. and to the point that we're trying to make, the band that I think 70% of the room thought they were joking like we're not like i kept hearing people talk about afterward like oh we thought that was a joke yeah because the video like shorted right the video shorted um but i i will say i don't know if i was just tired but i was kind of yeah we were sitting together and i was kind of underwhelmed i was sitting there just like okay 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 and you were getting excited because they were announcing some of the you know scar symmetry and amorphous and so in and i'm like okay yeah i like all these bands but where's the where's the meat that I like for the things I'm excited about? And then they announced Pagan's Mind, and I was like, uh, yeah, of course, like for <laughs> sure that that's essential prog power for me. Um, but then Winger, Winger, the headliner, Hip Winger of the whole festival, Red freaking Winger. Um, I okay, so I hurt my hands clapping when the Winger logo <laughs> came up. I. Winger, the, their second album in the heart of the young is is the first CD I ever owned. It was the first mm-hmm. CD that was mine. Yeah. Um, and music obviously is an obsession for me. So having it, some of those early ones um, are are very important. Mm. And so Winger holds a very important spot in my uh, musical journey, so to speak. Like I saw them once. I drove a couple hours to see them, and they uh they, they had in the heart of the young shirts and i bought multiple sizes because i was like i don't know what's gonna fit me but i have to have these so i have yeah. three i have three in the heart of the young shirts <laughs> um <laughs> winger shirts but so um which i was disappointed that i didn't have at the festival i literally wore it the tuesday before yeah like i was like i wore a winger shirt tuesday anyway they're dang playing it. their what as a dang it Right. They they're you playing were foreshadowing their... yourself. You didn't even know. Right. They're playing their third album in its entirety, which is called Pull, which is not as much of a hair album, but I don't think their first two albums are as much as people think they are. They're not mm-hmm. poison. Yeah. They're 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 not that, even though they have elements of that. Um but yeah, the third album Pull is a whole different beast. Um yeah. just like a groovy melodic rock album with some prog touches but even i think in hard young had prog touches i mean some of those sure. riffs are doesn't matter point is winger was like an important band to me easy come easy go is was my one of my first favorite songs so if winger plays easy come easy go because they'll play pull and then they'll have other they'll have more time yeah and easy come easy go is one of their biggest singles so i'm thinking they'll play it i hope they play it um i, hope I don't so want to get my I, but if Winger plays Easy Come, Easy Go at Prague Power, which is a festival that literally developed my taste for me, like the band, they just kind of 
spoon fed me my new favorites over and over again. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It doesn't make sense. Like I yeah. text a couple friends and they were like, did they just ask you what you wanted? Is that why <laughs> Winger's playing? Um, right. So I, I never would have guessed it, but I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, and Such Red Beach, the guitar, right. The guitar player can hang with anybody on that, on that stage. I For guarantee sure. it. Like I, it, it's just going to be awesome. And not to mention that like Friday night, we can hear a band that's going to do Black Winter Day, which, you know, is one of the classic death metal tracks of all time. And then the next night we can hear 17 by Winger. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's <laughs> I kind of hope perfect... they don't play 17, but like, that's I, the I only song 17. that people know by them. I, it's a great song. The riff is awesome. I oh, love everything definitely. about it. I don't care what they play, but I hope That's they play true. easy come easy go, but like yeah. I'm up for whatever. And I hope, you know what? And there's a part of me that hopes that they do just be like, Oh, it's a prog fest. Here's 17. I don't care. <laughs> like you That's guys, all I gotta like, say about that. We're, yeah. We're not only, we not only can hang with the prog bands, but we can play our, I mean, okay. I just thought of this. Maybe the biggest single of any band that's ever played Prague Power? Is there a band that's had a bigger hit than 17? No, definitely not. There's no way. That's played Prague Power? No. That nerds I can't think of a band that's played not in the years that I've been going that's had that was like a top 40 hit. Easily. Yeah. yeah. It had to have been. I don't know. I mean, we were young, but like it had to have been. It had to have been. So I mean, I, that could be like the biggest single that could grace the stage of prog power unless i'm forgetting something obvious but i i can't think of anything that would uh would rival that so I'm looking right winger, now to see what it got to okay i'm curious it, it made it to, to number 26 on the billboard there, hot 100 yeah so there's, that's a top 40 there's hit no... that's amazing there's i don't think <laughs> yeah. there's ever been another one at right sorry Sorry, Blind Guardian, but I don't think I don't think you're on the U.S. Billboard. We are not going to talk know, I guess about Blind Guardian. We're not going to talk about Blind Guardian. No. Okay. This isn't about them. Fair enough. Oh, it's about Winger. I was just giving you an example <laughs> of a big, a big headliner that's played Prague Power, and we just we got real cold real quick, and I don't know why. <laughs> but okay, so this is we saved. Um, arguably the best for last. Um, and the problem with this is there's a lot to say, <laughs> but we got, I don't care. We're already past my bedtime, so it's fine. I mean, same. Um, Caligula's horse. You want to start I mean, this off? They're, yeah, they're one of, quickly became one of my favorite bands when In Contact came out. I just had never, I mean, that is also, I've never heard anything like mm -hmm. with really catchy hooks. It's super melodic. It's all clean vocals. The vocalist has just the most gorgeous and soothing voice mm -hmm. I've ever heard. He's so talented. Every right. single musician in that band is insanely talented. Right. right. They're just unstoppable. They have beautiful, beautiful, beautiful melodies um they're heavy they're lots fun. of groove there's of... so much groove there's and there's so much raw emotion mm -hmm. there's it's a lot so of beautiful humanity in there yeah so that's like, a good way to describe it if uh 
I know. I mean, cynic sometimes is is on another plane. I think. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they've in in many ways their music kind of transcends the human experience and goes yeah. into whatever spiritual realm is beyond that. That's, that's why that's Paul cynic. wears his alien socks. Right. That cynic is on from another planet, yeah. and I think, uh, you, you know, and I and Caligula's horse is, um, unapologetically human. Yeah. In the so best beautiful. way. Yeah. And like, yeah. and it's, it's real. And not to say that cynic isn't because cynic touches on so much human emotion. Like I feel a lot of what they say, but, um, I, I think this horse is just pure humanity and pure, yeah. like, and this is, this is interesting because this, this is a, something that I wanted to ask. Um, cause cynic is a spiritual band. Sure. It's, I don't care. You can't tell me they're not. I mean, their first track off the first album is is literally a spiritual concept. Like it's in the Bhagavad Gita. So it's like it's it's undeniable. So Mm. is. No one can see me wiggling my finger as I dramatically build is Caligula's horse a spiritual band. Yeah, I definitely think so. They're they're tapping into something, even if they don't realize they're doing it. But I also think they realize they're doing it. Right. But they're it, they're coming at it from a very approachable level mm-hmm. and giving you the same types of messages right. in a way that's accessible to everybody, no matter what you believe. And that's beautiful. Okay. I'm going to connect with this on two different ways. One, um, spirituality then in this context um, if Caligula's horse is a spiritual band, then spirituality is just being human in a very authentic and vulnerable way, like connecting with yeah the the realness of humanity within the yeah. anger and within the sadness and within yeah. the hope and all the things that we feel um, is spirituality. There's no separation, really. Right. And I, I I, really, as I asked the question, I was like, well, there's really no, everything is spiritual. You know, you could <laughs> say this, but um, it just for the fun of the conversation is why I asked. But yeah, their vulnerability and their willingness to share all the emotions is spiritual, whether they recognize, whether they call it that or not, it, the humanity and spirituality are entangled. There's no separation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it gets covered by watch this, the veil of Maya. If we want to go oh. back to cynic, <laughs> um, but that's a whole other thing. But that's for just a specific group of people. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's um so yeah, it is. It is very, very much a spiritual band, I think, in the sense that it's so authentically human and like i said that's just my language that i like to use so i mean that doesn't mean anyone else has to use that and hopefully it doesn't turn anyone off of it it's just an like genuine and authentic band and i think that a band that also is capable of expressing it because they're so talented at their craft Mm -hmm. so the songwriting and everything um and what's interesting is because we compare those we kept you know we bring both those bands up just because i think they're personal favorites of ours yeah um and they both played the festival it's interesting because you said that they they're talking about similar concepts and even lyrically there was um and i don't i'm not gonna be able to pull out these lyrics exactly but 
Um, Are you talking about salt? Not yet. Okay. We will talk about salt. All right. Um, but there actually, it might be in salt, but there's a sin. I was thinking about cynic first. Um, but there's both, there's references. I think it is in salt actually, but not the point that I want to talk about. I want to get more into a little bit of the salt lyrics because that was a very, that was a special performance of that song in particular. Um, but, uh, Oh, I, I, did you mute yourself, Sean? Uh, oh, there you are. No, I just might, might. Yeah, my cord might have wiggled out, okay. but I was I was not getting to a point quickly anyway. So maybe it was just the universe trying to rush me along. <laughs> um, but they, yeah, they talk about um, there's a point, I think, in Salt where he says something about something about feeling his or being in his body like he owns it. I can it. stand in my body like I own it. Right. And then there's uh Man, if I wish I could find the exact cynic I lyrics, have it. but oh, okay. I was gonna say I have this, I have salt the, pulled up already because I was no. There's it. a there's there's I mean, cynic will do the same thing where he references uh, like the body not being his own. There's this right. body, right? right? Like this is there's this, and you know, and I think it's the the level of. Um, detachment from the perceived self i think is a a concept that gets crossed a lot when starting to dig into who you are and spirituality and stuff and so there was i wish i pulled up that cynic lyric but they both reference i noticed that i was like oh you know what both these bands have referenced like like the body like stand in my body like i own it i mean that Mm -hmm. implies that like you're in the body but it isn't if you don't own it then that means that implies that you are something more than just that right you know and uh paul i know from cynic has referenced that in 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 multiple lyrics about i think there's a song called i wish i i'm bad with song names but box up my bones or something and it's Mm. it's all about kind of this these ideas and um it's just awesome. And I love that concept um, because it it is just, it's the, it's the idea of the, the witness kind of the Ram Das thing about like being the witness and kind yeah. of seeing it all. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take ownership of your own body. You should, yeah. you should be in your body's Definitely. giving you tons of tools to recognize issues and to find um, emotional sticking points and uh, all sorts of the body is a, is a great tool, but you are also, and it's our vehicle for getting around. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not who you are. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that concept was that I, in that lyric, especially, I I do love that lyric. I'm not sure if that's exactly what he meant, but that's kind of how I I interpreted it. It's part of it. That's part of it. But I mm -hmm. also want to go back a little bit and talk about, Mm -hmm. Um, one, we did actually not watch this set together because you were watching in a different location because yeah. Rob wanted to stand by the soundboard and I wanted to be in it. Oh, that's so a whole I got conversation. In, I got in it. Well, we don't have to talk about it right now if you don't want to. Well, no, we, we will. It's, it's, okay. ba- yeah, basically I couldn't, 
choose. I wanted both things at one time. I wanted to right. stand with both you guys. And yeah. then I ended up getting in the mosh pit because I was like, I need to be in it. And then my I couldn't find you. My feet hurt. So I sat down. Yeah. I wish you had found me because yeah. you would have seen what a wreck I was for this entire set. Well, I could see you <laughs> from where I was sitting. That's but true. anyway, so but yeah, I like I tend to um I tend to judge things based on how much of an emotional response I give, I think. So like mm -hmm. me saying that I cry a lot during a band means I really loved the set. Right. <laughs> like I should have said that probably in the beginning of this episode, but no matter. Right. We're getting there mm -hmm. now. Um, but yeah, so at the beginning of Salt, like we were just talking about, he prefaced this whole idea that no matter how dark it gets and no matter how bad you feel you don't have to make it forever you just have to make it until tomorrow you just have to make it mm -hmm. one more day because right. that's i mean all you have is right now and all you have to do is just make it till tomorrow because things right. could look different and right. i lost it i just started sobbing immediately right because <laughs> i i've been there so many times you know and this is a this is a podcast where we get vulnerable so mm -hmm. i can talk about you know my challenges with depression anxiety mental illness suicidal ideation like i think about it i think about it a lot i think about mm -hmm. it more often than i like to tell people mm -hmm. so having somebody else on a stage talking about it in front of hundreds of fans reinforcing that like it's okay it's okay. You just have to make it until tomorrow. And there's another point in the song where he talks about the lyric is more than a mantra. I can make it to the morning. Mm -hmm. It's man. And that's that right. same, like there's this part in both of those lines that we've just talked about that, like it's the swell right before the chorus comes in mm -hmm. where he's talking about just making it till tomorrow, man, I freaking lost it. And so right. Pretty much every song they played after that had some sort of a similar message for me because their lyrics are super positive mm -hmm. in that they take you on a journey through the shit first. Right. Right. So they right. they talk a lot about really intense emotions, shit going wrong, just like every every like bad thing that you can feel, you feel all that. And then it's like, but, but right. life is beautiful. Right. And you have the tools you need and all you need is love and there's love to give and there's love to receive. And it's, that's what it's all about. That's mm -hmm. what our whole journey is about. Right. And so, yeah, every song that they played after that, I just, I was crying so hard that I gave myself a headache Right. <laughs> and I was getting super dehydrated, but I refused to leave to go mm -hmm. get water. I forewent all of that because I just, I needed to be in it. I needed to right. release all of that. It was like this pent up, bottled up stuff that just needed to finally come out. And they helped me do that. And it was amazing. Right. And, and you know, that, I mean, that that song has such an important message. And the fact that he spoke that very clearly on stage, yeah. I think was um, just such an important thing to do um, yeah. because I, I think it's easy to just hear a song and forget what it's about and to not kind of capture the message and the the vulnerable level of humanness that are in those songs. So I think him 
saying that on stage was super cool, super yeah. important. And even I, to a And very just relatable. To, very relatable. There's, I guarantee there's people in that audience that needed to hear that, not just mm. you. And mm -hmm. even to a, even if we, we extrapolate that idea and say that maybe tomorrow sounds too far, like maybe you minimize it, go smaller, mm -hmm. like maybe just moment to moment. Like if I can just get to, you know, you can just, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. It can be like, I just need to get to, you know, this five next minutes from now. five minutes, I need to get through, you know, but the thing is, is that you are getting through it. Like while you're in it, it feels like yeah. you're, you're, you're stationary, but you're not stationary. You not are moving, you yep. are, you are moving. And especially with a little bit of awareness and with Caligula, this horse in that moment, he gave us that awareness. He let us feel that, that, and recall these, these things that we all go through and say, okay. And you know, we, we can continuously move forward. Yeah. And I think that's kind of their, their message in, in many of their songs. And, um, it, it, it was very clear in that moment and it was, it was just a really cool, special moment. And it's, yeah. I've been kind of having that song on repeat for the last couple of days. Um, it's so good <laughs> just for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I really feel like that's what that whole record is about is that sort of redemption that like you are not just your bad feelings. Right. Well, I mean, you have the lyric, what's he say near the end of the song? Like more than the sum of your scars or something in that I'm looking. sense, right? It's like near the end when he's, he's, uh, I think it's something more than the sum of scars, more than the rope's mm -hmm. end. Is that I'm looking. Oh, well, now I'm like, am I really wrong about this? Am I thinking of the wrong song? I think it might song? be a different song. I don't think so. Anyway. It's like oh, here very, it is, yeah. It's the very, it's end, the very of the end. It's the yeah. very end, yes. Yeah, yeah, because he's just like going more through More than the some... sum of scars, more than the rope's end, more than a call to arms, more than the harm. You're more than the damage done, more than the hopeless, more than the dawn, more than the end, more than a mantra. You you and That's so beautiful. that is it's so good and so let's talk See, that spiritual the, right there they know what they're doing right well and what's interesting is um in the spiritual traditions that i've immersed myself in um through vedanta and and the practices i do um the mantra i mean we have mantras that you know that they're useful first of all mantras work shoot we haven't even talked about after party we got to talk about why that yeah i know we got so okay well, that's gonna, gonna be like a three-hour podcast <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be that'll be the end but we're gonna have to edit this but, well hold on this is app apps no we're not no ah! editing ex like we're the full-on cat dropping episode no! is gonna be on yeah the only thing we can edit out is when i cut out at the beginning anyway <laughs> it's my podcast so whatever okay anyway yes. so yes, i want a popsicle so the thing is why this works so well is he says more than a mantra in the song and in my in the in the lineage that i follow um they talk about the, the mantra is extremely important especially if you've sure. been initiated um and the mantra is not separate from the deity or the the non-dualist universe right like there's no separation the mantra is god essentially there is no sep like it's 
it is the same thing. So um, with that being said, he kind of, the, the most important part of that song is the last word. Um, is you, isn't that the end of the song? Mm-hmm. Right. And cause in, in a lot of, you know, in the Hindu faith, you'll hear, um, God guru and self are one, like mm. it, it's one thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's different and in practice it's different because it's, it's easy, you know, symbols are important and the guru is important, but like in, in essence, there is a non dual nature to the universe. Everything is one. Everyone is everything. Right. right? That's right. So, um, what? Hang on a second. Did you just get your house get broken into? No. Hang on one second. I think a cat fell again. I was building to like a very dramatic point. I'm not going to let us edit any of this. She's going to have to listen to the whole thing to, to figure out what I talk about in the silences. Don't worry about that. um, You can cut that part out too. No, I'm not cutting any of it. This, uh-huh. we're keeping all of it because i talk in between all of them so there it's staying can't wait to find out what you said right anyway so um yeah so the idea that like you are more than your pain you're more than your obstacles you're more than the challenges you're more than the scars you're more than the 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 moments where you don't want to be here anymore but you're also mm. you in in a sense you know yeah you're more than the mantra or you are the mantra you are the thing like it, you are the thing the thing right. that you're repeating the thing you're chasing is you right you know like you are you are divine you yeah, know like exactly. that's what it is and it's 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 a it's a hard concept to grasp. I think intellectually it's easy to grasp. Um, emotionally, it's very difficult to grasp. I, sure. I don't have, I don't, I don't feel it emotionally. Typically, like I don't think uh, most normal humans do, right. but that's where these practices come in. And that's where songs like this, that, that reveal truths about being human are important, but unless you, uh, is there more about salt that you want to say? Not or about anything salt, Caligula's just, horse. Just about Caligula's horse. Was... Okay, continue. Let's get some more Caligula's horse with... details. <laughs> they when they ended with graves, they mm-hmm. played it the first year. They played too, and I just I couldn't believe that they played it. Right. Because I, it just I didn't expect it. It's such right. a it's such a heavy song. Yeah. Like emotionally and subject matter, like it's a heavy song, and it's an undertaking. It's like what eleven and a half minutes long, something, something like that. Something like that. But. Know. They played it again. And as soon right. as as soon as he started talking about it, I knew what he was gonna play. And I just right. remember yelling, I can't cry anymore. Like right. I physically cannot yeah. cry anymore. I do mm-hmm. not have any water left in my body. Right. But I did, and I cried for the whole song again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a, oh, it's a perfect song. I mean, it's and even if you even okay. if you're like, I don't care about lyrics, I don't care about any of that stuff. Just composition wise, oh, Graves is stunning. an unbelievable song. Unbelievable. And by the time the melody comes back at the end, I just don't know. I don't know how they do it. I, I truly either. don't. It's magnificent. Um, it really and is a special song. I really love that one because if you do pay attention to the lyrics, mm-hmm. in particular, it really helped me come to terms with my relationship to alcohol. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. And that's why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> that song? It's part of it. It like, was but it, that song helped like explains the reason that you don't. Is that what you're saying? Or is it literally no, that song? No, it helped me confront it. Ooh. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. Cause it's it was a little too relatable. Mm. And so and I, you know, I had struggled with it for many years, but I think after really taking a deep dive into those lyrics, I was like, wow, I could easily become this. I mean, this could become more of a problem. I could become a huge, like my, an, an enemy to myself almost mm -hmm. like, um, but it, it helped me to understand it just helped me understand my relationship to alcohol. I guess that's all I want to say about it right, right. now. No, and I mean, that helped me to really come to terms with the fact that I could stop and I could right. have a better life and that I wasn't always going to be that person. Right. And that's, I mean, because I'm a different person when I drink. Right. And I mean, that's even outside of drinking, that is the, the message of this band and, and just a general message to remember is that the the person you are now isn't stuck yeah like there there are things that you can do that will make changes and also there's things that are going to happen that you didn't ask for that are going to change you so the yeah. the change is coming so i do think to for a band to add the to awareness like for you to allow you to kind of see it as a mirror you know mm -hmm. they're just a mirror yeah, for you i think that's is. that's pretty cool i mean we're all mirrors right and that's right. that's what old ramdas would say but um yeah i think that's really that's really cool so thank you caligula's horse for thank you so much being so good at what you do oh. um fucking oath mate right uh <laughs> so after caligula's horse there is an after party. There's more. I hate after parties. I no. love Prague Power. I hate after parties. I cannot express to you <laughs> the level of anger that I've felt at some of those after parties. I'm talking I my favorite that my favorite thing in my whole life probably has been Prague Power. And the most angry I've ever been is at those stupid art more after parties um and this and that's because i'm just i'm done i had my all my stuff and like yeah. i don't i don't drink and i'm not super social so everyone gets increasingly more drunk through the night yeah. and they're all having a blast and they're ra they're rallying on the excitement of these bands and i'm winding down and i wind down really fast and so I end up being stuck there with multiple people that I don't, I don't want to do it. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprising any of the people who I've been to these after parties with. You all know that I want to leave the whole time. <laughs> so, um, and I appreciate anyone who's been nice to me and come, like sat with me and like been calm with me during those after parties. Cause okay. there's been a number of people over the years that have done that. Um, and that had normal conversations. Um, yeah. so there, those people know who they are. And there's also people who have just pushed my buttons like you wouldn't believe. But <laughs> this year, they do the after party upstairs because the yeah. Artmore is shut down, which is the hotel next door. Um, and 
we go up there early because we skipped like the last three songs of Camelot because they played an old school song and I was like, we're good. Let's go. And, we, <laughs> we, and it was amazing, by the way. Camelot was, I, I loved that, but like I, I didn't know the new stuff as much. So we, we, we popped out during the last three songs. We headed upstairs and there's those long leather or whatever couches that were yeah. like in the, in the side the, like, room. Little quiet corner. Right. But I, I was like, I got to sit down now because there's mm-hmm. no other seats and my feet were rough. And so I was like, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to yeah. grab a seat. So I just sat and I think Chris was there at first and I was there too. You were, you were, you sitting there at first? Yeah, I was sitting with you. Yeah. Okay. And then Kaliga's horse came on and, and then I was like, bye. Everybody, <laughs> everybody got up, right? Like I had and, to go. I had to, and, we partied together the first yeah. time they played and then they remembered me from that time. Right. And so, and I love that band, but I have zero interest in like that version of a conversation. I understand. Um, This, it was loud. For sure. Like, but that, no. So I, I sat and then at some point, um, I, I had my, my beads with me, my mala beads, which is essentially just like a rosary, just without the, you know, the Catholic s- symbols and whatnot. Well, it's what the rosary is based on. Okay. So I had that and, uh, I start doing the mantra that I was given and so I just, I'm like, all right. Do you do whatever. the same one every time? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was, uh, I mean, I have other things that I will repeat, but they're not my mantra. Mm-hmm. So like, I have like, you know, I'll, I'll steal like a Ram Dass thing sometimes. And I'll just say like, uh, what's the one I always, I've recently been saying where he says, just, just quiet your mind and open your heart. Yeah. And he'll say that. And so I'll repeat that. Or I am safe. I'll repeat that if yeah. I need to hear that. That's a big one but like. You. In terms of my practice, I ha- I have one. I was given it, and I was told instructions, and that's how I do it. Right. So, right, that's the that's how it works. So, I have uh, the mantra, and I start doing the mantra, and I close my eyes, and I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll like. It's dark in here. People probably think I'm just drunk anyway. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna be like, "Where's that weird dude closing his eyes?" And so, I start doing it, and. Um, because I have the beads and you can kind of count, you know, how many you've done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was well over a thousand, you know, and I just, I, and there was thoughts coming up in and out of being like, Oh, I heard someone talking and Oh, you know, I wonder where everyone is or whatever. And then I would sink back in. And then I would like, it was just like ebbing and flowing of like being in the mantra and then being like back to what's going on right checking in right um but what was so interesting about it is in a situation where i normally would be so anxious so angry and just not having it not my strongest self right i just went into the mantra fully and then i i remember rob i guess came up and he's like hey we're leaving (laughs) and i was just like how long have we been here ages and he's like hours. i don't know an hour 45 minutes two hours and i was just like what <laughs> like i had <laughs> i had fully lost track of time i had no clue that we had been there that long and i felt i've never been drunk but i was like i feel like i'm drunker than anybody here right now like i felt <laughs> i felt so good um which really i only wanted to bring that story up because i don't usually do that much of the mantra by myself. Like I'll do like 
20, 25 minutes in the morning and I should do it at night, but I'm not that good at it at night. Um, but yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's a different conversation. That's text conversation. Um, but yeah, we'll see anyway. Uh, but you can only do as much as you can at the moment. Okay. Yeah, but I'm supposed to do more, but either way, don't you dare Um, should yourself. Don't you dare. I'm going to take one big should all over myself. Um, (laughs) so I, I felt amazing. Right. And I was like, I had no idea. And then Rob was like, yeah, we came up to you a couple of times. I was like, I had no clue. I was actually, the thought that would come up occasionally was like, I wonder why no one has come up to me. Well, Rob wanted me to go check on you. He was like, do you think he's okay? And I like looked over and I was like, yeah, he's good. (laughs) Just leave him alone. It'll be fine. I was very good. And you looked like you were very peaceful. Yeah. And I was was like, I'm not going to disturb that. And I'm just going to keep talking to these weird Aussies that made some guy drink a beer out of a shoe. Okay. You know, and that's awesome. I'm I'm glad everyone got that experience, (laughs) but it It was really gross. In this one particular instance, I I was able to uh, to use the something I've learned to like be in a, a headspace that normally would a, a situation that normally would set me totally off. Oh yeah, and because I would have been watching every beer everyone got and be yeah. like, oh, what? We're not leaving. I yet? was a little like, bit worried about you when we got there until you started. Just this. left the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. oh no, he's fine. He's on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it really worked, and I'm not saying it always will, but like in this particular situation, I was like, wow, I've never left an after party feeling good. Yeah, and I felt, I felt so good it's because you, um, you kind of left the after party. I didn't go to the after party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go. I borrowed space at the after party, and then that's I just right. Left and then you went within. Yeah, and it was really cool, <laughs> and I, I just, I, I was, it's, it's interesting because the next once i got home this popped in because i I realized this i was uh and this is just to to validate that these kind of practices meditation and whether you use a mantra or not whatever it is kind of work um is that was the most peaceful i was the entire weekend like that was arguably the best moment yeah. Like if we're just talking about feelings, I loved hanging out with everybody. I loved yeah. the bands, but that was a different feeling. That yeah. was a different feeling. And when Definitely. I got home, I had a similar thing. I I opened a book and it was a book uh uh Ramakrishna and his divine play, which Ramakrishna is up here behind me. Um and in the shiny picture here that you can't see, but he's all over my stuff. And um I started reading this book. And I felt the same feeling like wash over mm. me again. I only read like 20 pages and I was just like, oh, and I was just like, okay, there's something happening. That's that, amazing. Like, that like even just, and I actually, I had Glimpses a Glimpses of your one. divinity. Well, right. Like the reflection, the mirror again, that's what it is. Right. And I had a Swami tell me that once he was like, cause I was talking about reading and there's so much to read. And he yeah. said something about, uh, and especially just in Vedanta, just in the Ramakrishna stuff it's there's a ton to read and uh he said something along the lines of you know because i was asking i was like i don't know if i could ever keep up and he's like yeah he's like you know what it's just about how you feel when you read it and he's like and sometimes he's like sometimes it just feels like you're in good company 
He's like, oh, and that's, that's lovely. And he's like, and that's why I read these stories because it feels right. like I'm in good company. And then that happened. And I was like, man, out of the last week or so, two of my favorite moments were sitting and doing the mantra and then opening that book. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about it is I still don't open it all the time. Sometimes I, I open Instagram more than I open the book. Like sure. I'm still doing that. Like I'm still- You're a human being. Right. I'm still getting stuck in the same traps and I'm still like- um, obsessing over a pretty girl or jumping on Instagram too much or whatever it is, or I don't know, whatever day-to-day issues that we have. Um, and it's just very cool to recognize that I was like, oh, there's peace in these practices. For sure. And I think that's pretty cool, um, yeah. especially for someone who has led a fearful and anxious life a lot mm. of the time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, the after party, the Saturday after party didn't go as well, but that's a, sure. some yeah. drunk. Well, lady I wasn't, t- I wasn't there to be your be- you buffer there. either. Yeah. Some drunk lady touched my hair oh, and it was weird. She was like very it. nice, but I don't want to take credit for the way the things went, but I feel like as a person, mm-hmm. one of the jobs that I have is to field a lot of the chaos mm. to create calm around me. Hmm. Okay. And so I, I feel like I also, I have been told by many people that I have a very calming presence, which always makes me laugh because on the inside, I'm just like a hurricane. Right. 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 But yeah, um, I, I hope that I also helped to offer you a little glimpse into the calm as well. You know, that's, it's interesting you say that. And I think, I think you're right. Um, and I think it's, I mean, you take all the credit of course, but, oh no, no, I sat there and I did the thing. Like I yeah, did you the did. practice, yeah, you, you know, did. and I can give credit to Ramakrishna or I can give credit to, um, you and I can give credit to all sorts of these things. But if, if I truly believe that everyone is everything, then I'm giving credit to the same That's thing. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, but to your point, it is interesting that I'm drawn to you in any capacity because like in a social environment, because I kept, I would like stand near you and you'd like go, you'd be talking to a bunch of people and I would like just stand there, shield. stand there silently. And like, in, in most cases I would run away from that. I'd be like, Oh, mm-hmm. this person's too much for me. Um, but there's, there's been a couple people like um, only a couple that have that energy that I've been felt safe around. So that's uh, I think you're right in that sense. I think that's an accurate uh, depiction of how it went. So, yeah. And I'm glad because I definitely had a huge fear that going into the weekend and spending so much time together and you seeing mm-hmm. me fully in the environment, right? That you would think that I was too much and you'd be like, I got to rethink this whole friendship. <laughs> I mean, on paper, <laughs> It doesn't make sense. On paper, if I was to like, if you gave me a list of like how many people you were going to talk to and all the stuff, I'd be like, that's too much for me. Yeah. I can't, I can't digest that. But for some (laughs) reason it worked. And I mean, even to the same point, I mean, Nick is social. Rob Mm -hmm. is social. Like Rob, I mean, Rob's got, he's working, you know, and Nick, but, and and Nick is, uh, is very social. He has no shame. We talked about that in the best way possible. (laughs) He is like the friendliest person and he's just wants to share like the experience with people. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what, why, I, you know, I'm drawn to him also. And I think, uh, 
you know, he has stuff I don't like my, that, that like kind of fills, you know what I mean? Like there's aspects of him where I'm like, Oh, what's this about? But yeah, yeah. it's uh, like, you know, but um, so everybody kind of has things that are, are valuable, but yeah, you definitely bring a weird chaotic calm to the situation. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. I don't, don't know make what it sense. Is. I don't know what it is, but, but it's, I'm, it's I'm glad there. to help. I'm glad right. to be a service. Um, okay. I think I think that was everything. There is literally one more thing that I want to say. Okay. Besides that, you know, I love and appreciate you and mm-hmm. I respect and I'm grateful that you are able to always be open and vulnerable with me. And I am very, very glad that we're friends. And I want to circle back to the popsicles. Okay. Because you may recall, there was a message on the stick once I got done eating the popsicle. And do you remember what the message was? Word for word, do I remember it? (laughs) Well, no, but I do remember the idea, but I want you to give us to us word for word if you have it. Well, yeah, I took a picture of it because of course I did. And it said, Mm -hmm. these are the good old days. Mm. And that hit me so hard. Right. And I feel like there was another moment. Who are we watching? I don't remember. But I remember eating this popsicle and I loved that message so much. And we talked about that that episode of The Office where Andy Bernard is like, I wish they could tell you that you were in the good old days when you were in them. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. This little right. popsicle mm-hmm. reminded us that we were in the good old days. And right. I I recall we were watching another band. Wish I could remember who. I wish I could remember who. But I remember you just looked at me and said, it's the good old days. Mm-hmm. And I just gave right. you a big hug because right. I it was so beautiful and so pure and so innocent. Right. And just, yeah, it's real too. It's so real. It's real. <laughs> Those like, are the good old days. Right. And it's like, and not just at a festival, like there's like even... And right I'm now, not, these are the good old days. Right. There's going to be a time in the future where you're going to think back and say, oh, man, I wish I was, I wish that was the thing again, even with all the challenges. Like I just had, yeah. we just had my niece's fourth birthday. Right. And it was like, I, so there's going to be a time where she's not four anymore. Yeah. You know? And so even if stuff gets hard in the future, there's going to be something that I look back and like, man remember that remember she was little and she like whatever and yeah. so there's always a, a reason to there's always a reason to to uh have some gratitude for now yeah you know it's and i think that's that popsicle game that gave us a little gift <laughs> so I, I i i wish i remembered the band i don't know why i want that detail in my brain but well maybe we'll maybe it'll pop up we'll look at the roster later and <laughs> it was later that day yeah i don't know we, we could figure it out but we won't do it on here because people have uh people have lives (laughs) we've taken up too much of their time yeah i want if anybody makes it to the end (laughs) then they'll know it was the good old days somebody message me and tell me that you made it to the end and (laughs) i don't have anything to give except for my gratitude but i'm just (laughs) curious who made it this far into two prog nerds talking about how much they cried at a festival so 
This okay, is what well, we have, really, it is. It is. I think this is as as real us as you can get. Um, and I th- I think it was good. I feel good about this. Um, you. so you. usually we don't have to ask the normal questions because this wasn't interview style. Yeah. But um, I you know I usually ask the the same questions at the end, but this is what I'm going to ask you, and I just thought of this just for the fun of it. Yeah. Okay. Two. Give me two. Prague Power dream bands that have not played, or they can be the band that played, but you can have them play like a whole album. I'll sell you, I'll give you that. Wow. So it can be a returning band and they could play like something in its entirety, some special set, or it can be a band that's never played. Oh man. Whatever you want. Two dream bands. I mm-hmm. honestly would love to see Anathema play mm-hmm. Weather Systems in full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I don't have to say that then. Yeah, I mean, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who has not played? I was actually thinking the other day about what my dream prog power lineup would be. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you message me about that? I would have talked about that. Did for... I not? No. Fuck. You have no idea how. That's like <laughs> the most Sean conversation you could ever have. I feel like I wrote it down somewhere. Okay, well, I'm going to do I... that for sure i'm gonna have to find it because Mm -hmm. i it's good um i'm trying to think of another band like out of all of the bands that i would have chosen Mm -hmm. i would love to see honestly i'd love to see rivers of nile Mm. just to see how they would do at that festival i mean it would be amazing Okay. I just love them, and I okay. I feel like they'd fit really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're pretty high on the list for me, and I'd also like to see Tesseract because really? I've never seen them. Hmm. But I'm gonna go see them in November because they're coming to Nashville. Nick has been raving about their new album. Oh, yeah. I haven't been able to. I've I've yet to click with that band. All right, that's but... fine. That's I love okay. them. I think they're really cool. That's okay. Because once I tell you the bands that I want, you're going to say the exact they're gonna, same thing. They're going to be power metal. I know. It. Well, here's the thing. They're not both power metal. And after all this emotional talk, you would think that I would pick emotional bands. And one, if I had to, I'm going to give myself three. Okay. Because one because, of them's Anathema Weather Systems. Oh, then four. <laughs> <laughs> so Anathema, you know what? Anathema can do either... We're here because we're here, weather yeah. systems or distant satellites, and yeah. I would be thrilled. Any three of those, give them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and let them play all three. I'm um, fine with that. That's fine with me. Um, but my my number one, without a doubt, is Ed Guy. Bring those guys back. They're the yeah. best. They're yeah. the best. They're the best band. Um, they're the best power <laughs> metal band. I they played 2004 at Prague Power, and I didn't go because I was that was the first year I knew Prague Power existed. Okay. And I was too, I was like, I'm 19. I can't go on a road trip by myself. And I wimped out. And I, and so in 2005, when they announced anger, I was like, not skipping it. I I missed Ed guy and I'm not going to do this again. So even though, you know, it was Ed guy and Camelot and, uh, into eternity and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, (laughs) they, they should be on your list, but they are on my list. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the, Prague Power or the Prague Swedish Prague band ACT or ACT. Oh, you love um, them. I think they're the most underrated Prague band in the 
world. I think they're amazing. Okay. They were on the podcast before and they're so good. Um, I they've I don't think they've ever been to America and I oh. think it's a shame. I think yeah. it's a, it's cruel and it's messed up because they're so good. So much fun. So catchy. Yeah. So tastefully melodic. A perfect band. I think you would throw up while listening to them. You so played, uh, you I listened to them before because yeah. you talked about them before yeah. and I was not feeling it. Yeah. But that's um, okay. Yeah. Um so then um I would have to even though I've already seen Pain of Salvation multiple times and they did all of Remedy Lane and Perfect Element um give me another pain give me as many Pain of Salvations as humanly possible. Okay every album i would love to see them do b in its entirety i don't know if you know anything about the pain of salvation album b but it is it is a very deeply uh philosophical and spiritual album about okay about god being so bored with being the only thing in the universe that he created everything to play and so then the rest the rest of the album is just kind of that unraveling itself and it's really good so those are mine um we'll stop here because i think we could go on forever and also i I just got a notification that my battery is gonna die perfect (laughs) perfect um all right well i feel good i'm glad we did this i'm glad we got through the chaos and making it happen we always do um no i'm not gonna do any edits you can deal with it um so it's good it's going to be fine. Only my okay. mom and dad are going to make it this far. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's all right. All right. Cool. Well, uh, that's that. We'll do Sick. it again another time for another reason. I love that. That's all right. Let's, let's do that. Perfect. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Friend. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Remember, you are always everything. Bye.